All right, we are back. Second episode of Sex Plug. My name is Rachel. And I'm Taylor. And today, <laughs> we're going to open with what we always open with. We are going to open with the kink test from our lovely kinktest.org, not sponsored. Taylor, <laughs> are we going to pick something in order of the list or are we going to pick just a random thing? Random thing. Pick your favorite or the weirdest. Okay. I have a really weird one, but I don't okay. want to say to any listeners, like, I'm sorry if you're listening to this and cause you know what? I have some weird ass kinks too. So if I'm picking this out as something weird, um, I'm going to actually add to this kink because I could see elements of this kink, not this particular thing, but an element of this kink being cool. So I'm going to hit you today with the diaper fetish. This is a sexual arousal for Taylor. Don't gag. <laughs> You're so lucky this is the podcast, my dude, because... <laughs> no judgment. Taylor's... I just... I have stays many, many nephews right now, so diaper just hits me with the worst. Taylor can smell the fetish from a mile away. <laughs> it's the sexual arousal from diapers and or the use of one. It's usually incorporated into infantilism, scat... Ooh, water sports, humiliation, and dominance. Yeah. Taylor, okay. we're going to do the okay. same question I always ask you. If your Hit partner, <laughs> if your partner asks you to wear a diaper, would you do it? Uh, this one's a hard no for me. It's a hard no? Worse it's than the last one, no. which... Yeah, which Damn. was pain. Yeah. So you'd rather it's... get cut than wear a diaper. Yeah. I can't even wear a pad because it makes me feel like I'm wearing a mm. diaper. So, yeah. like, I think it's a personal, not comfortable, not... I also... Something about that... I guess I'm not saying for everyone it would be this way, but for some people who do it, it reminds me of pedophilia. Boom. Yes. There, That's okay. what comes to mind. Very... See, Taylor with the logic. And then here <laughs> I am being like, hmm... Maybe, but <laughs> diaper. <laughs> well, I'm like, if someone wanted to pee on me, or someone wanted me to pee on them, I yeah, wouldn't that's say one no. It's one thing, so it's a it's an element, and I, I guess that kind of falls into the scat category. Wouldn't be super chill with anyone pooping on me. Wouldn't be super. I just wouldn't no. be able to BM if my partner <laughs> BM bowel movement. If any of my yeah. partner were like, I just would be like, mm, no, constipated, can't do that. But what were you gonna say? What were you um, I'm to say? I'm extremely pee shy. I can't even pee in a public bathroom. Never mind oh. on somebody. Like I, mm-hmm. I, it's not a choice. Like it's not because I'm uncomfortable with it. It's my body will not. It has been that way since I was a little kid. Like I could feel like I'm about to pee my pants if I go into a public washroom and try nothing. I can't. Like it's getting better. I'm progressing. But if somebody asked me to pee on them, even if I wanted to, I don't think that I could. You know, that's interesting. I used to be very pee shy. So I completely understand Mm. that. I'm just, as as we talk about pee, I'm going to take a sip of water. Uno momento. (laughs) I love it. Mm. Hydration. Um, Okay. Many things come to mind with this. Um, We'll stay within the diaper fetish for just a minute. 
I came across recently. So I love Instagram because I love finding really weird, blingy, cool arts and crafts. Like I just love a long nail with a ton of shit glued onto it. And so I discovered this account that made um, really cute pacifiers. And this was during a time where I was doing... PSA, this was during a time where I was doing a lot of toy partnerships. So I was getting sponsored by a lot of toy brands to unbox toys on my Instagram. If you want to follow my Instagram, shameless plug, it's at Rachel Lynn Jones on Instagram. And it's like that on every platform. So if you want to check me out, please do. Um, but I discovered, and I'm trying to find it. I, where is it? I Essentially, I discovered um, this, this girl who makes really interesting pacifiers and customizes them. And I was like, hmm, because I was, I opened my mind to a pacifier when this toy brand, Lose Art, messaged me or they sent me this big box of toys. And one of the things in that box was a pacifier that was shaped like a penis head. And so I was like, hmm, a pacifier, interesting. And it was squishy and it was cool. And I was like, hmm, um, would I be into a pacifier? And so my brain went into the place of like, you know, if you're, I'm kind of like, I'm like a biter or a clencher if something's really good. Like I'll grab a pillow or whatever. So I could see, I could see, um, I don't know, like sucking on a partner's fingers, pacifier, you know, like I could see that being a situation that I would work into. So I looked at, I was like, hmm, maybe I would work with this pacifier brand. And they're so beautiful. Like she glues on cool stuff and some, but, but it is like, you know, kind of adolescent looking. It's childlike, right? It's definitely like, like it it is. um, And I'm trying to remember what the fetish was because Um, I saw on the page someone who had been sponsored and it was this girl who looked, her body was very slow. She looked perhaps like a preteen, like her body, you know, it was interesting. Essentially what people do, and there, I guess it goes into different things, but some people, um, and I think this is unresolved trauma. That's, that's the only thing that that I can think of, um, where this girl, I remember asking her, I was like, hey, like, what, I don't, can you explain what this is? And she basically just said that she role played with men and she would um, just watch, and she called it a passy, not a pacifier. It was really interesting. And she said that she would, um, like, watch cartoons and wear a diaper and her you know, role player would bring her stuffed animals and treats and they would do things that weren't necessarily sexual that people would do um, with their kids or like during childhood and it being a very like wholesome in like enriching experience for her. Yeah. And I didn't want to dig too deep, but like I am pretty nosy, but I just kind of was like, damn, like. I could understand why that would be when you're, I guess if you've had some level of, you've been robbed of your childhood, I could see, you know, like without dressing up, I love when Calvin brings me snacks, you know, yeah. I love when, I don't know, I love cuddling and watching movies and shit, but like, I'm not going to like turn Bambi on and wear a diaper. I feel like that's pushing it for me, <laughs> but those pacifiers are cool. 
And I was like, yeah. damn, those would match my toy collection. Because I, I it, and this is weird psychologically too. Because today, today one of our topics is toys, by the way. So we're getting yeah. somewhere here. We're on but topic, essentially. We, we swear we're on topic. <laughs> but I was like, damn, these would work so well with my collection. Because my collection's very much like a 90s. Um, lots of pinks and turquoises and like pretty sparkly things. Like I'm very oh, yeah. into like cutesy toys. So I was like, mm, I get, like I kind of, I don't know. Would I wear a diaper with a partner? Yeah, I'd worry about the pedophilia aspect. And the thing is, is my partner would never be turned on by anything to do with children. Like, we both met when we were, like, childcare workers. Oh, okay. He yeah. taught at the Y, or he did some child stuff at the, at the YMCA, and I was teaching, like, children's gymnastics. So we bonded over being artistic, mm. but also working with kids. So that's, like, so not something that would ever turn him on. But yeah. Yeah, humiliation, degradation. I don't know. I don't know if that's a desire I have. I was just going to say, there's, like, to each their own 100%. For me, there's just Mm. something about things like that that scream pedophilia. Even if this person hasn't acted on any of those feelings, like, they're clearly using a woman who is of age to portray this. It makes me wonder, are they imagining that person? Like, do they know that it's wrong? that's why they're doing this if presented with a situation with a child would they stop themselves because they've kind of allowed Mm. that obsession with children they haven't pushed it away they've just found a way to make it appropriate or appropriate i'm using quotation marks yeah like i feel the same way this is a little bit different ever since britney spears but like schoolgirl outfit fetish Mm -hmm. i that raises a little bit of a red flag with me because schoolgirl outfits, that equates to underage girls. That there is something about that that just deep inside of me bothers mm-hmm. me. Like, yeah. But I mean, also to another extent, ever since Britney Spears came out wearing it, it's <laughs> become an adult sexualized thing. So maybe that's what it is. But when it comes well, it means to someone. Yeah. Like, different things for different people, but the danger is it's, uh, there's that element there where it could involve a very dangerous sexual orientation. Yeah. Which is pedophilia. Yep. And it's, at what point are you encouraging that in yourself to be attracted Mm. to that? Like, it just... It really makes me wonder. And yeah, I do totally agree that it probably stems from childhood trauma. I think that's, I'm sure, a major, major factor. At what point is somebody who is in, in, into this willing to draw the line? Like, do they draw the line yeah. at adults? Or are they doing that because that's what's legal? Whereas if it right. was legal to be a younger person, would they be fine with that? Because that's what they're attracted to. Like, you're, you're asking someone to pretend to be a baby, so you're clearly attracted to a baby if you're if you're right. turned on by it. If you're just doing it in a platonic way, okay, whatever. But if you're doing it and it turns you on, even if it's not explicitly sexual, if it if you get off on yeah. that like is that appropriate, I would wonder. And I wonder too, because there's so many categories in my mind when it comes to fetishes or things that I would be open to that I don't go down the avenue in my brain of 
where did this thing come from? Why is this something that I'm attracted to? And -hmm. then you've already kind of opened up the gateway to that, right? Like when I am interested, this is something weird is I can recognize this now. When I am interested in women, it's either extremes of somebody who looks extremely masculine or someone who looks extremely feminine that mimics, you know, like we grew up, I mean, I grew up around like seeing like playboy girls, like the girls next door with Hugh Hefner. I grew up seeing girls that like looked like dolls that literally, and we talked about this in our unofficial first kind of episode where we talked about the fetish of, of a galimatophilia, which is dolls or sex toy or sex. Yeah. Sex dolls. And Mm -hmm. it's interesting because I wonder, I'm like, where does it come from that I would totally hook up with someone who has big fake boobs and big fake lips and like long fake hair and that comes from the society that I grew up in, right? That comes yeah. like, so I can see the direct correlation. And then I think for some people it's scary because you don't even want to go that deep on certain levels and certain things that you're interested in. And at the end of the day, like with all fetishes, all all things, as long as you're not harming someone. And this was the thing too, where... Um, yeah, I mean, I watch, I listened to this awesome podcast called, I think it was Finding, Hunting Warhead. And it was about finding, like, the biggest um, distributor of child abuse. Uh, what some people would say is child porn. It's not. It's, it's child abuse material. Um, yeah. And hearing that warhead which was his screen name hearing him speak it is very evident that you know sometimes you're born straight sometimes you're born gay sometimes you're born a little bit you know queer in the middle and sometimes you're born attracted to children and that is it's sad like I almost feel like um I just feel for anybody who and and that's not to say that like I don't feel for victims because it's sad all around Like, I want to make that very clear that I'm not just like, oh, poor, like poor people who are attracted to children. That must be hard because no, if you are dangerous and you choose to act on that, that's horrifying. I just feel it's just overall just such a bad, it just sucks. The whole thing is just really hard and terrible. And, um, it's, it shapes people. It shapes people when they grow up around, around things like that. Like, um, Mm -hmm. I know somebody who you know, uh, had to deal with that. And that's really hard. That just shapes, that shapes your character completely. So yeah, diapers, I don't know. Pacifiers for me, wouldn't turn it down. If you want to sponsor me, if you want to <laughs> send hey. me a bejeweled, <laughs> a bejeweled Get the pacifier. Bag. Yeah, I'm just saying I will post about it. I just think I like collecting cute things. I don't know if that's something that I would ever use, but. Fair. Never say that, but yeah, it does, it does get into that category of is this verging on something that looks like attractive to children and that's when you got to kind of question why you would bring that into the bedroom yeah and for some people it's an aesthetic thing but i don't know that's a hard one yeah i don't know I 
to choose game for you. Okay, let's was do on it. Instagram. I was on Instagram again, and the sex blogger did a choose game. You know, you click yes, no, this, that on Instagram. There's that option mm-hmm. in stories. So I came up with a couple of, of things. I don't know if any of these are good, but whatever. So the first one, and this is what that sex blogger included on her story, was choose hands or toys when you're with yourself hands or toys with myself hands yeah hands okay i chose Mm -hmm. toys for that one oh Um, interesting i love toys man i love them i just aesthetic wise they're easy you know whatever i like toys solo sex versus partner sex partner sex Damn, I think it you did the opposite. The <laughs> depends Fair. on the situation. It depends who you're with. Yeah, and I think for me, it changes and ranges depending. But I like that I have when I want to, I can have a good a good sesh with myself. But it depends. Fair, and I but, do think yeah. that that's important. I think it's important to know yourself because I think the only way you find out what you do and don't like is through doing it yourself. I Amen. think that's a huge thing. And you figure out how you can communicate that to your partner, too. Like, True. How are you going to give someone the instructions if you don't know how to get there yourself? Exactly. You know? And there's got- there's been such a stigma about it since we were young girls. I'm sure you felt it, too, with people just saying, like, no, women don't do that. Mm-hmm. Guys can jerk off all they want. But women touching themselves? Never. But yet, you know, like, every woman does it. Like, every woman, yes. Yeah, of course there's going to be a few who don't. But, like you gotta experiment like it's fun you'd be you'd be missing out and also that totally stems from you know capitalist you know like white supremacist male patriarchy to quote bell hooks but i mean that just comes from that just that that comes from um us being possessions and having to remain virginal to be uh considered worthy of love yep we had to be you know not anymore folks so yeah we jerk off yeah (laughs) yeah we jerk off um and we do it better than anyone could do it for ourselves so (laughs) snaps to that baby yeah that's true like yeah i think it's just important for women to know yourself that way Mm -hmm. i think it's part of like for myself at least i think i i gained a confidence when I learned different things about my sexuality and I learned that through trying things out with myself. Like, yeah, it's just suddenly you kind of feel empowered. You're like, fuck, I don't like, I don't need a man to do that. Oh, totally. You're like, I know the button to press. Yeah. Everyone can leave me alone. I remember the first time that I got a sex toy Mm -hmm. and I guess for me, I'm just lazy. I guess that's what it is. You know what? No, I'll tell you what it is. This is maybe this stems from childhood. Holy shit. I remember being three years old. This is such a crazy story. I remember being three years old and sneaking into my parents' bedroom. And I opened up my dad's side drawer because I was just a snoop. I just wanted yeah. to look through my parents' stuff. Kids are. We're snoops. And uh-huh. I remember opening it up and seeing what looked like a, a white, shiny limb. Like it didn't have... <laughs> It just looked like a limb. And I was like, and I touched it. And I remember it feeling like now I can describe it as feeling a little bit luby. But yeah. back then I was like, 
what the fuck? Like, I remember thinking, like, I was just so grossed out. I slammed the drawer. I ran out of my parents' room, and I was like, there's a limb in your bedroom. And I lived with two older sisters and oh a cousin. My God. Everyone in their teens. I was three at the time. My parents were like, there's nothing in there. And I was like, there was a limb. There is. But, <laughs> but oh, there was. And I guess now I have a comfort with it because I guess subconsciously I always knew that that wasn't a scary thing because you were exposed that I to guess it, I, that I was exposed to it at a young age, which is super weird to think about. But yeah, I remember the first time I bought a toy and I went with my friend who was out in high school. We were both, I think we were in grade 11 or 12 and he was out and he had a friend that owned a sex store. He was always like really cool and knew older people. And mm-hmm. he brought me to this sex store and it was in the exchange it's a, it's where boutique Anya is now in the exchange district oh. so the, the, yeah so we went okay. in and I was like totally I'm gonna get something because he yeah. had and this is so funny he named his toy rascal which was so funny he always referred to rascal so I was like this is hilarious I need one and so I went in and I got a really cute rabbit and it was an internal and external um so i yeah i got this like it was pink and it had like pearls inside and it was so great and i just remember um just not talking to anyone for like a week like i was busy for a week like i figured i was like holy shit at first i mean i'd always had external orgasms but it was never a dual was never an internal and then all of a sudden like the world opened up to me and I was like well I'll call you guys in a little while (laughs) I've had friends who like ask me they're like like do you think I have like I don't know what it feels like and I'm like if you don't know what it feels like you you have not orgasmed you have not you know yeah you would know yeah you know oh you know (laughs) like yeah it's amazing there's no hiding that good for us no, there's no high. You, yeah, you know, and it's and it's hard because I think anxiety. I have a girlfriend who's in her thirties yeah. and she still hasn't, and she has really bad anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's definitely when I'm anxious, I can't do it either. So I get it. Fair. Yeah, it's hard. Which brings me to my next question. On yes, the bring it on. <sighs> Internal stimulation or external stimulate stimulation combination of both Taylor you have to choose one for the rest of your <laughs> no life. for the rest of my She's life like, I oh would my die. god this whole thing changed the know, rest of my int- life it's an intense game of choose the rest of your life which one internal it's it's the straight Hot damn. woman in me <laughs> yeah <laughs> the disappointment so on funny. my face <laughs> yeah you're like no I would have to choose internal I get it there's Something very special about that, mm-hmm. for lack of better terms. If I had to choose, man, external is so much easier, but when internal is good, it's really good. Yeah. Fuck. I think maybe I would choose internal. Yeah. 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 And maybe because it's a more rare, special thing, too. When you, you yeah. know, When you have an internal orgasm, that's like so awesome it's like blow your mind because it's it's harder to do yourself honestly like it is you can do it but it's way harder to achieve wow yeah i don't think i could do that with my hands alone no no yeah that's okay yeah maybe i would 
Okay, this is a fun one. This is my last one. <laughs> okay. This is my last one. I don't know. Oh, our relationship is so weird, Taylor, but I it have is. a question for you. <laughs> Trauma and sex. We love it. Um, wearing a butt plug all day or wearing a leash and collar all day? What would you choose? All day. I'm going to be honest, I've never used a butt plug, so I don't really know how to answer Neither this. have I. Neither have I. But I feel like, I, and I have so many. <laughs> I... I have so many. I think I would still say that, though. I would... I think yeah. I would choose butt plug. Yeah. I think it can be fun. And I'm, I think I'm going to make it a mission during winter break when I'm not stressed out to get into that. To do it. I have a My Little Pony butt plug. Like, where it's literally, like, a long rainbow. Yeah, and then I have a little fuzzy pink bunny one, and it's glittery. Yeah. Oh, goddamn. Crystal Delights. Crystal Delights. Check them out on Instagram. Great okay, brand. I will. Yeah. Like, truly, I feel like I just need to for the outfit. Fair. The aesthetic. I'm all it's about it. I'm telling you, all sex toys, it's about the aesthetic. <laughs> episode two let's see what i have here i i made some notes you always got to make some notes yep um i guess we did just talk about sex toys but i guess we'll just keep talking about have you ever used sex toys before is that something you're open to yeah i have i honestly haven't done it that much though i don't know why i don't exactly have a reason for it yeah i just just haven't. haven't like I've basically just always used my hands. When I have, it's been really good. So I don't really have a reason not to other than like now that I have a partner, especially for the last almost two years, we just have sex a lot and we don't usually incorporate sex (laughs) toys into that. So I guess I just Do you like how I'm 12? I'm just like, you have a boyfriend that you have sex with. (laughs) I don't know why I just laughed so hard at that. (laughs) So mature. I love it. I love it. I mean, it's amazing. yeah, when it's good, when it's good, it's good, right? Sometimes you don't need to, like, bring in, if, if it's working, like, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it type of deal. Yep, exactly. And, like, if we ever wanted to, like, if we wanted to try something new, I'm sure we would, but I just feel like mm. I'm, I'm fine. You're good without it. Yeah. I feel that. I feel it's, that. We're, we've recently been making our way through, like, the Kama Sutra, but... It's really difficult because he's six whoa, eight whoa, whoa. and I'm five six, so this Holy this doesn't God. always work. Okay, rewind and freeze. <laughs> <Idea. laughs> I'm just like, what? That was the best thing you've ever said to me. Whose <laughs> idea was it to go through the Kama Sutra? Like, who was like, let's just order this book online. I don't even. I think it was like a. It was a mutual. We were just talking about it. I think we were talking about different, like, things that we like, like, positions that maybe one of us liked, but we never really did it again, and, like, things like that, and then it just kind of stemmed, and we were kind of like, oh, like, what about, like, let's, like, look for some good ones, and then it was like, oh, let's look for good ones for, like, couples with a big height difference, (gasps) and I think that's sort of where that stemmed from, I guess. Oh my god, Taylor, that is so fun. 
It is. It really, especially during fucking COVID. Like, what else oh are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, and like, Kate, just so everyone listening knows, Taylor might have COVID right now. We don't know. Oh. <laughs> Taylor's yes. quarantining with her partner. So pretty sweet. You guys are trapped together for the next little bit. And that's even more. COVID is so good for sex lives. It's either terrible for relationships or amazing. Or really good. Yep. It makes or breaks you, I think. I love that you guys do that. Okay, can I... Is there one position that you can share with lay audience that you both agreed was great for a couple with a big height difference? Um... I don't even, like, aside from, like, classic cowgirl always works because height doesn't matter. But, like, I don't think there's one that we've really found yet that's, like, unique. Right. That works really well. Like, I'm not, I'm not sure, but I'm going to keep you updated on that. Please. In fact, we will add it into our opening segment. I'll be like, Taylor, and what sex yep. positions have you tried this What's the week? update? <laughs> I'll hit you with the kink and you'll hit us with the new Kama Sutra pose. <laughs> yep. Yep. I am That's here so for that. Funny. New you intro. You know what? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. it's been done. I. So this was something that stood out to me that I never thought I'd be into because feet gross me out. But remember that toxic guy that I was telling you about? We'll get into him probably in later episodes. Background is toxic, masculine, athlete, weirdo. He sucked on my toes once. And Mm. that shit was fire. Actually, not once. It was integrated into a lot of sessions. Okay. Dude, Dude, I don't know what it was. Maybe just with him. But that was probably like something I would have never tried on my own and I actually was like no 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 please like I'm I'm good without oh. that he was like no just relax and I'm like okay and that was fire Taylor damn because I I hate feet I'm the same way I'm just like no like if you suck on my foot I'll probably kick you in the face yeah that's what I thought too because I was like dude like toes are dirty but he was uh yeah I think if you're he chill, showed you otherwise. I'm like, that proved me so wrong. That proved me so wrong. Yeah, that was one. I can't, it's not even a sex position, but that was one thing that really shocked but, me. Interesting. I, I'm mm-hmm. intrigued. Yeah, I'm telling you, if you're going to do anything this evening, I'm looking at Taylor with like a nod in my eyebrows up. I'm like, you got to do it. I'll see if I Taylor's, can convince I'm sure yeah, it won't Taylor. take much. No, no, take like take a bubble bath or something and then, you know. Yeah. Just be like, yeah. I feel like when you work it into the like oral sex situation, which sounds weird. Oh yeah. Just make sure you're all cleaned off and everything and I feel like you're Yeah, you're like don't have dirty hit. ass feet, but no, no. No. <laughs> We're both just again. like both just about to bring up. Yeah, I don't it's crazy, but that's like you just wouldn't you just wouldn't assume that there would be so many senses popping. But there yeah. are. There's, there are some senses to hit. Um, do you have a weird random sex story? Like, do you have anything, like, the most, like, bizarre time? There's the classic, like, male who doesn't know where the clit is and mm. is, like, fucking doing a DJ routine on just, like, <laughs> your upper vagina. And you're just kind of like, oh, okay. Like, I can you not? 
That's Did happened multiple anything? times. Huh? Did you say anything? Were you like, let me point you? I just, I was just kind of like, I think I tried. I like tried to move his hand and he just moved it back. And I was like, oh yeah, my bad. You're right. You know best. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. It was slightly horrifying. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, just yeah. weird. You were like, that was just weird. Yeah. I, there was one, like, more awkward situation than anything. It happened recently, actually. So I was at my partner's house. Oh, my God, house. yes. I don't know if I was there for the evening or not, but he is a roommate anyways. And so his roommate mm. had gone out for the night. So we went to the bedroom. We were like, you know what? Let's do it while he's gone. He won't be mm-hmm. back till late. He, like, often texts to say when he's coming back. We're like, whatever. So we're doing our business. I'm not quiet. I'll just get that out in the open. I'm not. <laughs> I think we all knew that, judging off of these stories. I'm like, I could have predicted <laughs> that one. <laughs> fair. Fair, fair, fair. Okay. So, yeah, we're just doing it. And we're not thinking of anything. And we finish. And we're just like, hey, still pretty early. Whatever. We, like, laugh. We're in bed. I decide I'm going to go home because it was late and I had school the next day. Mm. So we go out. And I'm like, oh, like his light is off but like his door was open his roommate it's like right by the front entrance and we're just kind of I just like laughed I was like haha what if he was home and then we both kind of like stopped and looked at each other and we're like wait and then he like opens a door and like my partner's just like I think he's home and I didn't believe him I'm like you're lying like there's no way we wouldn't have heard him come home and he opens the door, oh, turns on his flashlight, and his roommate is in bed. He didn't even close the door. He... Oh, my And God. I'm just, like... I'm, like, panicking. I'm, like, oh. Like, and they're they're really close friends, too. It's not, like, some random roommate he doesn't know. It's right. their friends. And I'm gonna have to see this guy again. I'm gonna have to be around him. And I'm just, oh, like, yeah. okay, I'm an adult, but I'm uncomfortable. So I left. <laughs> Liam had to coax me and tell me to calm down and that it was all going to be fine maybe he got home after we stopped which was there's no way and so the next day um my partner asks his roommate like what time he got home and he's like 11.05 which would have been right after I left so he had clearly come up with this story so that we wouldn't feel uncomfortable to make us feel like he wasn't there but we both knew that he was so oh it was, my god. Because who knows the exact time down to the minute when they got home from a party at night? Nobody knows that. Nobody. No, you don't. Like, oh my god. Nobody knows that. And ever since then, he, every time he leaves, he's like, I'll probably be back around this time. Or he'll text when he's on his way back. So he's just trying to cover all of his oh. bases. And I'm just like, this poor guy. But, like, my partner opened it up for him to be like, yeah, I heard you guys fucking last night. <laughs> like, he 100%. could have easily said that. But now he's kind of dug himself into this corner. And so it's just... Okay, it is what it is. Oh, Lord. That's so funny because... I, I mean, in one, that's one way to train a roommate to text before they get home. True. I don't just, see the negative in that outcome, actually. That's, That's true. And he does, like, so funny. now, almost every time I'm over, he'll, like, make an effort to go to the gym or to go for a run. Like, you can kind of tell he's trying to give us, like, a window of opportunity. 
Mm-hmm. Like he's like, I'm gonna leave now, guys, and I'll be back at twelve oh two. Yeah. See you later. You have <laughs> honestly. So then we're like, hey, how much time do we have? Let's go. Yeah. That's so, so that funny. was uh, uncomfortable for me. Like I'm an adult, yeah. and we all know adults have sex. Like that's it's no secret. It's but it's one thing when you don't know that someone is there, and you're letting yourself go yeah that's it's like you just heard a lot of stuff that I am really only comfortable with my partner hearing so that's I'm sorry (laughs) were you saying some shit like were you were you saying some things yeah a little bit oh my god I love that I don't know why I just want to know why he chose to stay and leave his door open do I mean, you not Taylor. close your door and, like, put some headphones in or just, like, leave? Like, I would probably just be like, hey, I'm going to go for a walk. You guys have fun. Well, dude, if it was me, I would be sitting there in the other room listening in because I'm so <laughs> curious. <laughs> I would be that roommate. That but, is so funny. Yeah, I'm so curious about what other people's sex lives are like. Like, if one, if any of my girlfriends was like, hey, and this isn't because I'm, like, gay. Like, this isn't because yeah. of that. I swear. I'm genuinely... <laughs> I'm genuinely You're just curious. Just, I just want to know. You know, you, when you see people in public... That's fair. And you're like, what are those two... Like, what, what, a, what do those two act like when they're alone? I always fair. want to be a fly on the wall for those things. I don't know. That's totally fair, honestly. Yeah, I I vibe with I vibe with your your partner's roommate, honestly. <laughs> You're just like, yeah, I'm that's like, a mood. I want to join I'm him. Like, that's a mood. Yeah, I'm like, next time, text me. Say you're going out. I'll come over. I'll bring a bottle of wine. It's better than a movie. You know, that's some True. real ass shit. Even the Kardashians are scripted. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There are very True. few entertainments in life that aren't scripted and that's one of them so true true game man i've had weird i've had weird encounters but yeah let me know i want to know this oh my oh you know what this one is this one actually this is interesting this is an interest this was probably one of my weirder times i'm fine sharing this story (laughs) so i was saying Calvin and I have taken a lot of breaks in our relationship. Just going to say that. So this isn't like me being a psychopath cheating on Calvin. This was yes. during a period where, yeah, we just weren't dating. And I had a Tinder account. And I okay. saw <laughs> I saw this. I love big men. Okay? You do okay. too. Your boyfriend's 6'8". I like a yeah. big dude. I'm, you know... I guess I'm into extremes, but I saw that's this fair. guy. Yeah. I just like, there's a part of me that's like, whoa, you could totally chop down a tree and you could build a house for me and then protect me if a bear came along. So like mm-hmm. biologically, for whatever reason, I'm game. So I saw this guy and I messaged him and I guess I was particularly horny at that time in my life. And I literally verbatim messaged him and I said, hey, wanna fuck, question mark. And he was like, are you joking? And I was like, no, straight up, I'm not. Like, you look hot. I would like to have sex with you. And because I guess sometimes that's what Tinder's for. I don't know why I got so ballsy. 
Uh, the Rachel in this present moment would never do this, but whatever. <laughs> I was young. So, yeah, he was like, I don't believe you. FaceTime me. Right? Because he thought I was fucking with him and I was some fake. Yeah. Um, trying like to a catfish. Yeah. Which was flattering. So I FaceTimed him. I was like, hi. He was like, oh, you're real. And I'm like, yeah, what's up? Do you want to have mm-hmm. sex? And he was, I don't know how I did this. And he was like, <clears throat> I, yeah, I guess love so. it. I it was weird, Taylor. I love it. Weird. <laughs> I so love I, it. I'm, uh, let me paint you a fucking picture of this. This was these people. At, so this he was staying at a hotel. Okay? Staying at a hotel. He was not from Winnipeg. Because who wants to sleep with someone that you probably know by proxy? You don't. Yeah. I you could don't. tell he wasn't from the city. So I was like, let's go. I show up at this hotel. I was wearing a big fur jacket that was vintage. Okay? I didn't buy a new fur jacket. I was mm-hmm. wearing what used to be a very tight black maxi skirt that it was, it was about calf length, but I was wearing oh, okay. it as a dress. So it was very much oh. a micro black dress. And then I wore latex thigh high boots. That's what I was okay. wearing to this sexcapade. I pressed okay, the mental image. Yeah. Just, you know, red lipstick, big fur jacket looking like, I mean, I love the look of that, but it was... It was crazy. That hotel front worker desk person was for sure. They were for sure like this. This is a paid gig. But I went up to this person's <laughs> room. <laughs> I went up to this person's room, and Taylor, we got into it fairly quickly. Okay, because that's what we, that's you what gotta I was there do for. it. I hung up yeah. the jacket. I don't think I was wearing underwear. I don't know if it was, but dude had a really big appendage to a point of it being like a little huh. bit scary hmm. oh. which is sometimes super welcomed but other times and I was in the zone and you know open yeah. to those things so we yeah. attempted and I I was brave and I I obliged to the task okay it was mm-hmm. um in that moment I was kind of like this isn't feeling the best for me so we tried okay. a different position so the first one was, I'll just tell you, whatever. The first one was doggy, okay? Okay. The second one, we were like, let's just try, let's try the cowgirl situation. Because, you know, that's Fair. you're more in control of how much depth there is. You know, and if you have good 100%. quads and glute muscles, you don't need to sit all the way down. So we did that. And I was like, you know what? And this goes into our consent conversation, but I was like, you know what? I'm not feeling this anymore and he was like okay totally we can take a break and I was like cool cool we were laying there he's like just cuddle with me like trying to make me feel comfortable but in my mind I'd already made up the decision I was like I need to leave like I just don't want to have sex with this person anymore I was initially into it things got a little bit painful and I just stopped being into it also I didn't like the way his body smelt you know when you just like the pheromone Uh. thing is off just biologically. Yep. And they actually say that if you don't like the way that your partner smells and you are likely not going to have healthy children, it is a biological thing. When you love someone, you want to oh. like breathe their armpits in because you know that yeah. you buy it. Yeah. That's someone you're attracted to and you're, it's very weird. Yeah. So I just wasn't feeling it anymore. And I said to him, you know what, listen, like, I really think I'm going to go. And he was like, you can't just stop now. Right. And I started to get scared because this dude was like also probably six, eight and like probably yeah. 260 pounds, like huge, 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 huge guy. 
And I yeah, was just like, like, you know, you're not going to beat him in a fight. Oh, if I didn't, if, if he didn't want me to leave, I wouldn't leave. There would just be no yeah. question about it, which I guess was part of the dangerous fun of all of that. I'm so crazy, <laughs> but I was just <laughs> like, I want to go. So he, he really did kind of fight me on it. He was like, that's not really fair. Wow. Like you got me into it and now you're wanting to leave. And then with that response, I was definitely like, no, I'm going to go. I managed yeah. to mosey my way out of there after actually having to underscore that I wanted to leave, which was like a little bit scary. Um, and I and I and I went home, and that was a very weird sexcapade of mine. Yeah, yeah, That's... that was. Yeah, he started off so strong, like telling you it's okay that you wanted to take a break. Like totally. he started off, and I was like, oh, this is a quality guy. And then the minute. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. The minute he knew I that don't, there was no more. I had to have this conversation with a guy who used to be my friend, is not my friend anymore. That's Big fine. reason because of what I'm about to explain. Yeah. He texts me, tells me we need to go for a, a car ride because he needs to talk to me about something. And I'm like, okay, right. cool. Also, sorry, did I just completely interrupt your story? Are you... The story's over. I went home. Okay. I, I put on those latex boots and I went home. Your turn. Okay. Okay, good. I just didn't want to also be, like, overtaking you. No, but... No, no, no. So he gets me in this truck, and he's like, Taylor, this girl is saying that I sexually assaulted her. And I was... I sat there, and I was like, what did you do to her? Yeah. Like, what did you do? He's like, I didn't do anything. He got super defensive. I did nothing. Um, And I was like, you know what? Tell me the story from the start, from your perspective... Tell it to me. Mm. They're at a party. They're in a car. He's with this girl that he thinks is attractive. He -hmm. wants to sleep with her. Yeah. They're making out, fooling around. And he starts saying, asking her to have sex. She says no. He pressures her. He keeps saying, I want to, I want to, I want to. Why don't we just do it? We're already fooling around. We're already making out. Why don't we just do this? And proceeds to have sex with her. Then he tells me, end of story. She consented to it. She said, like, she said, okay, I'll have sex with you. And I was like, no, we're going to start from the top here. You Mm -hmm. do not ever, under any circumstance, pressure someone into sex. That is sexual assault. That Mm -hmm. is rape. You, Mm -hmm. you don't do that. If she feels like she has to have sex with you just for you to shut up, that is, Mm -hmm. that is sexual assault. You cannot Mm -hmm. do that to a woman. And then I proceeded to ask him, I said, once you started having sex, at any point did she say she wanted to stop? He's like, well, yeah. And I was like, and did you stop? He was like, well, like, I stopped moving, but, like, I (sighs) asked her, or, but I kept talking to her, and I was like, well, we're already doing this, so we might as well just finish. And eventually, I can't remember if they stopped or not, but either way, I just, I, I got him to stop the truck he was driving and I was like this is not okay you mm-hmm. did do this to this girl and whether you believe you did it or not if this is the way she feels it's then true. that's what you did and yeah. I he I was trying to tell him how to approach it he's like I he was like I'm so scared I don't want to get pressed I don't want charges to get pressed against me and oh, I'm that's like you know what like of? yeah and I was like you I was like stop thinking about yourself you hurt this girl Exactly. You made this girl feel like she could not say no to you. You did something wrong. And he was like, well, what do I do now? And I was like, I said, I was like, I can't tell you what to do, but your best option right now is to feel sorry. 
to yes. accept that you did something wrong reach out to this girl if you want or if she reaches out to you and own it. do not defend yourself i said no matter yes. what you want to do no matter what goes through your mind do not defend yourself you are in the wrong here and yeah. you need to apologize that is all you can do if she presses charges she presses charges that's on her yeah. she's allowed to do that what yeah, you can you do her, so yeah what you can do is feel like a piece of shit you can apologize to her if she wants to accept it she can accept it if she doesn't that's her decision yeah you and then he was like yeah but she has a boyfriend and he doesn't want me talking to her and i'm like then don't or if she wants to talk to you her boyfriend can be present so she feels safe because she clearly will not feel safe around you right now like and it was just this back and forth discussion and i don't know if he took any of my advice i was maybe kind of in talking terms with him for a couple months after that and then stopped i don't really talk to him to this day there were many other things yeah. in that friendship with a whole group of friends that was not it was not healthy and i removed myself from that situation it was very small town small minds yeah big trump supporters think that oh, racism God. isn't a thing it's it's messy so i removed yeah. myself from that situation because i was like these are not the people i want to surround myself with totally i could not argue with them anymore because it was like talking to a brick wall mhm mm and I just couldn't believe that he came to me about that. I think I had some wow. serious self-reflection to do after that with him thinking that I was a... Like, did he think I was going to defend him? And if I did, if I made him feel like that, I did something wrong. Because never I'm in a sure. million years would I choose a male... Or would I choose the accused over the victim? Never in a million years. Like, yeah. I think he just was hoping that you would because it's so evident like even yeah, in, he, in my knowing you it's so evident that you wouldn't be that person mm -hmm. and I think he probably went to you because he found you to be a close person and hoped yeah. that and, and it sounds like he was trying to convince you too he probably he went was trying to, to knowing that he himself. had to he wanted yeah. somebody else to tell him no that's not your fault he wanted that self he wanted that reassurance yeah but for sure no so i just good for you not for my ending that anymore. i just i hope he doesn't like has he done it to another girl since then like fuck if i know that's horrifying that's so dangerous yep it's just scary i don't know how how men are raised that way i don't yep. know how you get to that place i would you know i'm not one for hitting kids but I'd scare the shit out of my son or yeah. my daughter. Yeah. Truthfully. They will or, be... or, yeah, even if my kid didn't identify with either, I'd see whoever yeah. my kid is, I would scare the living shit out of them. If Consent is going be... to be ingrained. And you know how parents do that, apparently? <laughs> apparently, <laughs> parents. Um, <laughs> so, what you're supposed to do is when children are young, you know how when you're a kid, your parents are like, oh, go hug Uncle John, and Uncle John stinks, and he's weird, and you don't want to hug him, mm -hmm. but you have to. You never yeah. ask your kids to do anything that they don't want to do that they don't feel comfortable with in terms of physical touch. If a yep. kid doesn't want to go to another kid's birthday, um, I mean, obviously, you try to teach them ideals, but at the end of the day, you never want to force your kid into doing, into doing anything that feels internally wrong. And I think that's mm -hmm. such a good way of raising kids because totally, yeah. There should we shouldn't. I mean, none of us should should feel comfortable 
with doing stuff that we don't want to do. Like, you know, no. we have to obviously participate in society. We have yeah. to be good people. But other than that, if something isn't feeling good for us, I don't think it's... No, because it's yeah. from a young age, you're totally right. It's ingrained into us that we need to do whatever we can to not make people feel bad about themselves. If you're like, someone asks you for a hug, you hug them because you don't want them to feel, you don't want to make them sad. So even if you're mm-hmm. not comfortable with it, you do it. And I actually had a really long conversation with my mom about this a couple weeks ago because it came up and I was like, I hated that as a kid when we would finish up with like a family gathering or something and it would be like, okay, go hug everyone goodbye. That was my worst nightmare. I hated it. I hated it. I didn't know these people well enough. Like some cousins, it was great. I was like, yeah, I love my cousin. I can hug them. But to a random uncle who, first of all, just made me uncomfortable all the time anyways, like didn't have bad intentions, but I had this one uncle who would just tickle me all the time and it made me so uncomfortable. I was just like, I, something about it. Like I, I don't think he had bad intentions, but something felt wrong. Yeah. I was like, I don't know you well enough for this. You're not, I'm not a, you're not a close uncle to me don't touch me. But now I had to go hug this man after a meeting. And my mom was super understanding. She was like, you know what? I'm really sorry. That was actually, that was inappropriate for me. And she realizes it now, but she didn't in the moment. And like, that was just a really good conversation to have with her to be like, you know what? That wasn't okay. Just because it's a kid doesn't mean you should like, doesn't mean that they should just be forced into uncomfortable situations. Yeah, it's, it's true because we it's this dualism of wanting to teach your kid to do the right thing and you're an example and you know mm-hmm. you don't want your kid to be a brat who's always saying no I don't want to do that but at the same time there are boundaries and that's one of yep. those boundaries that likely shouldn't be pushed. Yep, exactly. Oh, that's that's really interesting. I feel like for the next episode because this is a long one, <laughs> but um. Yeah, I grew up with someone who's now, this was my mom's ex-boyfriend, and oh, his wow. daughter um, accused him of raping her since she was three years old, and his trial is actually in the next, yeah, is actually in the next oh. couple of, of weeks, yeah, and um, it's really hard because my mom believes him, and I've mm. been asked, detectives reached out to me, and the crazy thing is as I'd asked her, because she said he, she really wanted to avoid him. And because he was always strict, but he was always a really nice guy. So it was kind of hard for mm-hmm. me to like, man, it's crazy just because I kind of got that feeling, you know, and you're like this, mm-hmm. I don't know. Girls have a but feeling, then, you know. I think a lot of us do, but it's so weird because he didn't display any of those typical characteristics of someone who was like grooming his kid, right? He was strict with yeah. her. Um yeah, it just, it all feels very weird. And my, my mom really doesn't believe his daughter, who is now 18. Um, so sad. She, it's really sad. So that's another thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's really, it's really weird. And I've had so many conversations where it's like almost so unbelievable that I want to take his side. And, but I, I yeah. just, yeah, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. Yeah, so I'll keep you updated on that one. But that's. Yeah, absolutely. Holy. Yeah, that I mean, that Ugh. was really crazy. Because the nicest dude, like, you just wouldn't... It was so weird. Super mm-hmm. nice guy. Always super clean. Always, like, stylish, fun, nice guy. Just, like, you wouldn't... I mean, retrospectively... I don't know, man. 
I think a lot of the time you don't you don't expect it. Yeah. I think so wild. And that's those are the scariest cases because those are the cases that they often get away with it. Because they can put will. on that facade. It it's kind of like the whole I don't know, like have you seen that the Netflix documentary like shockingly vile evil? It's kind of like that situation. Like he seems like a completely Mm-hmm. a societally perfect man and then that's how he gets yeah. away with it is by pretending by acting like i don't know no it's real and and you know my my mom is a lawyer so she's like mm-hmm. he there's no evidence so it's going to be really hard to prosecute him yeah. and i might have to get called in to testify i don't know wow, but yeah I, it's, it's one of those it's hard to prove. It's a hard thing to prove. Yeah. So. 100%. Anyways, y'all, we're hitting the 58-minute mark of this beautiful podcast we like to call The Sex Plug. My name is Rachel. And I'm Taylor. And we want to thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you in the next one. And we hope this was a, ju- this was a juicy conversation. Wasn't it? it was. Yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah, we hope you enjoyed All right, y'all. Talk to you in the next one. (laughs) Bye-bye. Yeah.